Welcome to Beer in a Movie. The podcast. Hold on. Welcome to Beer in a Movie, the podcast where we combine the two greatest art forms known to humanity. You guessed it, beer and movies. In that order. Sometimes we achieve outstanding pairings, and other times we use the opportunity to watch the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. My name is Joe Hilliard, of course, joined weekly by Carlos Cooper and Dave Gurney. And we're going to go beer and movie ASAP because I could use a beer. ASAP. Well, let's get straight to it because I have a beer. Coincidentally, just so happened to be sitting here uh, atop my desk when you walked in. I know, no right? particular Funny reason. How that is. Yeah. It just, uh, worked out really nice. Um, longtime listeners, regular listeners, will remember. Will this will sound familiar to you from episode one hundred and twenty-three when we talked about American Utopia? But there is a brewery out of Glenwood Springs, Colorado, called Casey Brewing. Uh, and we had their funky blender recently, just the base farmhouse, I think kind of, uh, kind of ale aged in oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we are returning to this brewery. We are returning to this series and we are tasting their funky blender preserves. Yum. This is the preserves edition. And this one mm. happens to have blackberry in it. It's 8% ABV. And uh, this one has been resting for almost three years to the day. Oh, wow. wow. This was bottled on March 7th, 2018. It and is currently we're March recording 8th on the 8th. Yeah. Upon recording. You're, so you're listening to this maybe out. on the 10th. But. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back to last week's mega <laughs> episode, the best of 2020, David and I, without discussing it, came to the table with our number one beer of 2020 being a farmhouse ale with a fruit adjunct. So I'm going to have a lot of high expectations here. Yeah, we've had some good luck with... And uh, I think we remember us enjoying the Funky Blender a lot yes. back in 123. Yes, I'm, it's almost uh, a shame it didn't make one of our top three, but I, but I think it was right up there, and I'm excited to try this variation on it with the uh, blackberries. Blackberries are a fruit that I cannot think of having had in many beers in the past. I'm sure I... Oh, now that I say that, I think there is a Jester King beer with blackberries that I've had... To, uh, I'll have to look it up, but <laughs> but well, anyway, check as, the, look, check looking forward to this. As one. you would expect, it's pouring a nice, almost red color, kind of plumish. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of carbonation. Look at that, nice and fizzy. Mm-hmm. My glass is mm-hmm. appropriately dirty. Well, thanks for obtaining, Carlos. Thanks for bringing this to the party. Yeah, this one, uh, if you remember, the one that I got last time was a nice gift from a. Uh, that's right. It was included. Friend, it was included. It was it, we Harold and I had pulled together to purchase some beer from some Colorado brewer, breweries that I won't say how it was delivered, but it made it to us. <laughs> and they, yeah, there was a fun little surprise. The Funky Blender being that one. Harold being you know the gentleman that he is was like, oh, I've had this before. Here, you take it. Yeah. And so then. Once the same friend showed up again and was like, oh, I'm going to be getting, I've got all these bottles I've been sitting on. I need to clear house yeah, uh, or clean house. Um, I was right on the, I was uh, trigger happy uh, right. going for the funky blenders. I was funky like, funky blender blenders, sign me yeah. Right. We've had, Smartly. We've Smartly. had some pretty badass farmhouse sales on this show over the episodes. Is a three year uh, fermentation period in the bottle. I mean, do you see that very often? It shouldn't be fermenting still. 
Well, I would actually, I would imagine that that does have some live yeast in it when it's, I, I, yeah. I doubt they... Farmhouses are known for, you know... Yeah, like Jester King, you have live yeast sitting in there and, and doing its work still. So my guess is that there's been something working in yeah. there these last three years. Um, I just don't recall that kind of long shelf life before purchase. Yeah, I've definitely had a few Jester Kings that I've sat on for something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I have a few still in my cabinet that I've probably sat on for three or four years but getting getting smaller i'm, I'm depleting <laughs> stop being so pinche bring them to the show i will i will <laughs> i will um but it's always fun to revisit a beer like this where we've had one version of it here they've done something a little different they've added the blackberries put it in and you know and we get to kind of experience it again it kind of leads into the film that we're talking about the first half of this episode, um, the the dreaded sequel, <laughs> which <laughs> in, in the film world is maybe looked at a little less uh, savory as uh, the, as it is in the beer world. We're, we're kind of more excited about variations in the beer world than we are in the film world, typically. There are some uh, notable exceptions, The Godfather Part Two, right? I mean, mm-hmm. one of those classic sequels that many people argue outdid the first one or or at least stands at the same level joe but dirt too joe dirt too <laughs> right Ab- absolutely uh, godfather, european. Yeah. <laughs> uh vacation and then european vacation <laughs> a horrible example of the point you're trying to make um godfather one and two i think one of the reasons why they're so beloved to together uh-huh. as a sequel is that it extends the story in a way that makes sense to now what is the completed package of the two yeah what movie are we talking about tonight (laughs) so so we're looking at a a notable sequel i have a feeling you know if you've clicked on the episode you already know we're talking about coming to america the number two in between the words coming in america because there was already a film coming to america that was uh very successful in the late 1980s directed by john landis uh, based on a story concocted by Eddie Murphy, starring Eddie Murphy and his pal Arsenio Hall in multiple roles. Um, each. Each, right, exactly. Both of them playing multiple roles. Basic story being Murphy playing a young African prince in a fictionalized African nation of... Uh, oh my Zamunda. Gosh, Zamunda, thank you. And he bucking tradition does not want to just marry the woman who his parents have prearranged for him to marry instead he wants to find love on his own and so he does that by going to the place in the world that one could imagine one would find a queen queen's new york right so thus the comedy of fish out of water eddie murphy the young prince akim with his loyal friend and aide uh played by arsenio hall together in queen's trying to blend in and act normally, although they are from a different culture, not acclimated, and at all hilarity, hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. And much beloved film, at least in my circles. Yeah. You know, this is a film that when I was growing up that everybody was, have you seen Coming to America? You know, this was the era of, I wasn't quite old enough to be seeing these movies in the theater. This mm-hmm. was an R-rated comedy. Uh, but as soon as it was hitting cable, that that was the sort of thing that we were excited about. I, I googled best comedies of all times to see if what yeah, I thought would yeah. happen would happen, and I clicked on the first five: Esquire, Paste, you know, uh, Common to America's on all all five lists. I could surprised. have kept going until I didn't find it on one of the yeah. lists. But I mean, you said it's a beloved film. I mean, for me too. This hit me right at high school. 
Yeah. And Eddie Murphy was at the height of his powers. Yeah. And a cultural phenomenon and a huge superstar. And uh, I have a lot of affection for the first movie. I watched it again for the purposes of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, still do. And um, I forgot the rest of my point. Go ahead. Well, so, but we're not reviewing that film. No. We, we may touch back on it. But what we're looking at is a film made about 30 years later, right, um, in our current moment. Almost so 35. Almost, yeah, getting there, well, I 33, guess I guess, you know, yeah. 33, yeah. Yeah, uh, so we, we have Coming to America, which was made by Murphy, of course, he, he's, he's involved, but with Craig Brewer, mm-hmm. who we had just, not that long ago, seen their last collaboration, the Dolomite Is My Name right. film, which we all loved yeah. and yeah. thought was great. So I think coasting in on some good vibes in the sense that hey murphy's firing on all cylinders he's doing a cool project oh wait he's going to do a sequel to this much beloved film of his um with the director who he was able to kind of relaunch i mean i I guess maybe that might be too big but you know it it had been a while since he had done anything anyone yeah it it got him some critical acclaim we're talking norbit we're talking daddy daycare (laughs) uh the doolittle thing yeah i mean he had had some Big fucking stinkers in, <laughs> in the odds. I mean, he's yeah. He 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 definitely has had some uh, were, some spotty. Were it not for the like perennial classics that he had been responsible for prior, that that run of films he had in the odds would be enough to end anybody's career. You're pr- but you're if, probably but right. He gets you know he gets some grace because of the soaring you, highs that preceded. If it. you hibernate like he did and then come out with kind of like one two punches talk that he wants to get back into stand up again I will watch whatever that is yeah. produced from that effort just yeah, out of curiosity that's a good idea um, <laughs> yeah it, 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 it may not happen right. but this movie was it, such a no brainer as far as marketing yeah. and box office well, and, and it's paid uh, off before we even get into the plot synopsis I mean this film has apparently outdone any other streaming release that's happened in the COVID era. Right. Which we know has been where we've all gone to streaming. So that's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. It attracted a lot of attention. I I saw my social media feeds blowing up with this film Mm -hmm. without me doing any of it. it. I mean, I I wasn't posting anything. It was just everybody. uh, Hey, who else is watching this tonight? It was, it was one of those, it felt like an event film. If if appointment entertainment for most of us is what's on Netflix tonight. Right. Or Amazon, whatever. Yeah, this was a huge release. Yeah, the, the way that going to the movies on a Friday night would be a huge release. Right. I feel like nobody wants to say how they feel, felt about <laughs> it. Oh, well, let's I'm wait. Ready. But quickly, yeah. so we, we've we've jumped into the future about thirty years. Yeah, um, the Prince Hakim has returned to Zamunda. He's married uh, Lisa. His, Lisa, yeah. his, the, they have three the daughters, love interest that he finds in the first film, and ends up coming Who together. Still with, lovely thirty they, years later. That's true. She she has aged well. Yeah. Um, Three daughters, like you say. They're one, uh, one who for a while I was like, who is this? If Beale Street could talk. Kiki. Yeah. yeah. Kiki uh, Lane. Yeah. yeah. She, she's great in If Beale Street could talk. I'll talk about that. <laughs> How we feel about her in this. Um, but the basic idea being he is on the th- about to take the throne. His father's still living. So he's still a prince when the film begins. But he's 60-year-old prince. Quickly is becoming a king. Uh, and and in realizing that he has no male heir and that the rigid rules of his kingdom make it that nobody but a male heir could 
take the throne after him. So trying to work out how would that happen, and lo and behold, <laughs> Deus out. Ex Machina, hey, you happen to have a son when you were over yeah. <laughs> in America. You just didn't know about it. Um, we can talk about how and, all that plays and out. And we didn't think to bring it up until just now. Right. Um, but this new this new character, which the daughters are new characters too. So, it's a, but yeah. you know, this new, new character is introduced in Lavelle, um, and it's it's important that he has an heir because Wesley Snipes, another yes, new character, right. is like dying from to, Nextoria, which was probably the funniest joke in the film. That, that was the name and of that's the country. Saying a lot. Nextoria, <laughs> Nextoria. Uh, I, I, that's I a throwback that. to Marx he, Brothers. I mean, he, I I'll, yeah, I'll forgive that. Sure, line. sure. He's dying. No, I really like that joke. Yeah. He, he was being serious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's dying to marry his daughter so that there can finally be peace as if there as if you're not in control of whether there's peace or not but whatever yeah um and so, so he, he has goes, to go to so america to, to fetch it, yeah. the son so yes goes to america fetches the son brings the son back and has to groom him to be like he has to go through certain rituals yeah. and you know tests the princely tests right yeah. to, to become a full prince and so what's he, the guy's what, name that plays Plays Lavelle. Uh, it is, and I just had Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine, yeah, Fowler. who was in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Smaller, smaller, smaller part in the background. Yeah. I did yeah. not. I didn't. Yeah. Really I looked him up. I, I've I've seen a couple things that he showed up on the Eric yeah. Andre show early on, okay. and, and, and you know, is he, he a stand up? He, uh, I think That's he's done stand up, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so any, so so the idea is that we've almost reversed the fish out of water. We're taking the son who was born in Queens, bringing him to Zamunda, mm-hmm. trying to acclimate him to all that, and and Leslie Jones is his mom. Yes, Leslie Jones and uh, Tracy Morgan. an underused Tracy Morgan He's as his uncle. uncle but yeah. Yeah, you know, Tracy anyway. Morgan was supposed to play his son, really originally, and um, oh, that would have been hilarious. Uh, yeah, Arsenio Hall did not like the idea, and they talk about this on Kimmel. They were on Kimmel oh, okay, together. okay. Arsenio Hall did not like the idea, and he was like, he would make jokes every now and then to make it, you know, to make his discontent known of like saying like oh and in the third one you have another son played by morgan freeman uh you know (laughs) point out stuff like that and and so finally they came around to like okay tracy can't be my son yeah need to find another guy right Uh, although jermaine fowler is a little young for the role given that it's been he should be in his 30 he should should be 30 30. yeah and he he looks 25 i i i think i looked up his i think he was born in 88 i mean i think actually in terms of his fitting that time he, it he works just, he but just looks very yeah young. he does look young he does look young. carlos what do so you think this movie's bad right <laughs> this movie's like really bad I, yeah i i mean this movie I, fucking sucks i there, okay look and and don't get me wrong like i by by the time it got to the end well, there were there were moments where i felt genuine emotion and yeah. and i i you know it started to finally do something for me but it that doesn't happen until like an hour and 15 in and the first hour and fifteen minutes is not worth the payoff you get at the yeah. end. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. I'm Jermaine surprised Fowler's that you're saying there's. Yeah, I'm surprised that you're saying there's a coming, payoff because coming. I kind of feel the reverse. I feel like towards the beginning of the film, I was willing to hang with it. Like maybe the first twenty or so minutes. Well, it, that's just because it moves fast enough that sure. you never really get bored, or and it's mostly at, a lot at, of callbacks. At, at that. If yeah. you get bored, the barbershop guys. There yeah. is a callback or something clever headed to you. I would not say there's anything clever in this coming, movie. There are callbacks. Yeah, coming callbacks, T.O. Yes. America, I believe, deserves its place in 80s comedy history. Yeah. Coming to the, the number, number two. America 
has moments of nostalgia and oh they brought her or him back to oh okay yeah. and but Eddie Murphy as a young man who is fish out of water mm-hmm. that's funny yeah Eddie Murphy who is just going to America as a device to bring a fish back into yeah. his water and when Eddie Murphy or Arsenio or one of the makeup characters aren't on screen yeah you're relying on the strength of the story of the son, right? Which is who isn't Eddie Murphy, yeah, no. which is non existent. Also, and you know how everything's going to get sewn up. There's so many like winks at you or oh, just sure. bad screenwriting to where Terrible. the three on one stick <laughs> fighting at the yeah. beginning yeah. is going to be the three on one stick fighting that at the end, yeah, gets right. us to the end. And, and the, ugh, I saw that coming a mile away, yeah. Look, you said something about an underutilized Tracy Morgan. Yeah. We also had an underutilized Leslie Jones. Well, we also I was had an say, underutilized Arsenio Hall. I, I was going to say, I want to shout out Hall's some of the things. That, thing. He's barely in it. Yeah. I want to shout out some of the things I think worked well in the film because I think there's a whole lot that I, didn't. I, I, I'll go Don't with say you, but she's one of them. Yeah. I'll oh. say Leslie Jones is one of those Leslie things. Jones is one of the I better things I found Leslie Jones film. very fu- I mean, I find her funny in general. Right. I think there's things about the character I didn't yeah. love. Didn't the fact that they, to do. She, she barely was, had any jokes. But he, that's she was a what's crass, amazing. Even without she was a crass wise in the screen yeah. play, she when she was on screen was funny to me. Like just seeing her had a getting joke. the bath done to her yeah. was hilarious. But, like, but, uh, but when, her, when, when the son walks in and she's yeah. like, got her yeah. arms up, yeah, yeah, really yeah. enjoying the bath, you know what's going on, right? You do. And you, she's yeah. playing the it joke perfectly. is not a surprise. Yeah, no, but okay. it's but she's just playing. You better it do it perfectly. one more time. So that kind of wisecracking, sassy. You know what I'm saying? It didn't work for I, me. Dig her. Snipes, I think, does a fantastic I job. I hated him. Uh, I, didn't, I, I like to see. He I like fucking choose the scenery. Yeah, because he it's a goofball character. Oh, it's man. supposed it's to be so goofy. Bad. The, the, every review I did read on this and said that Snipes steals the movie, and I don't. I don't know I don't if buy I feel like he steals the movie, but I think I like him when he's sure. in there. He was a good and actor to fill, to fill that part. I think Murphy sure. and Hall, when they're playing the makeup characters. Are great, oh, hilarious sure. there. When they're playing the prince and his age, yeah. they fucking suck. Yeah, he Eddie is, Murphy. Eddie Murphy is he like sleepwalking through this. He's like sleepwalking through the movie. I swear, there were scenes where I was watching and I saw nothing behind his eyes. No. Like he was just glazed over. He gives up on the accent. Yeah, at times in the yeah. like. What made the final cut? It's there are so takes weird. that made the final cut of this film where Eddie Murphy abandons the accent of Akeem and just starts talking like Eddie Murphy. That is a thing that yeah. happens in this movie. Yeah, that is a movie that they felt that is that's content they felt fit for market. Yeah, that they felt was viable material to release right. into the world. Yeah. I mean, and he probably didn't give them anything to work with. Yeah, based on the rest of his performance. But how the fuck do you not go and reshoot yeah. that or something? I mean, I mean, come on. So, so those those few performance I elements. Have one to add to your the list. callbacks. To, you know, the McDowells, I think, is still funny to see. I think it's still funny to see. That was the scene where I felt like there was some emotion. Okay. When the McDowell guy go, walks in and talks John to Amos. Eddie yeah, John yeah, Amos. Yeah. He goes in and he's talking to Eddie Murphy, who's mopping. Yeah. And I felt something in that moment. Sure. When he asked what your mother would say, I was like, this is good right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, We got five good minutes out of yeah, this movie. Yeah, uh, I have one to add sure. to the list of the positives. Everything about the um, pre-deceased funeral... I loved everything about it. I don't and know. And Bo coming out, Salt the, Pepper when, coming when out. When James Earl Jones, King the, the Joffrey, oh, for okay. his funeral, says, where he dies. I want to have my yeah. Uh, and Vogue, Salt and Pepper. 
um, uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Freeman's delivery and the and the dialogue that he delivered, I thought was really funny. But Trevor Noah was bad too. Oh, Trevor Noah was horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I and it was like, oh, they pulled in Trevor Noah, a a uh, African American. A player Just in African. the comedy world. Yeah, right. Yeah, South there you go. African, An African yeah. player in well, the comedy world. American, and yeah. it's just, yep, yeah, he's there. Yeah. He has no good material whatsoever yeah, to, no. to, to, to deliver. The joke is that it's Trevor Noah. Yeah, Z-N-N. and that he's a news yeah. anchor it's when not he anything does a fake news. It's not anything yeah, that he does. No, it's just when, like, oh, there's, the whole joke is, oh, there's Trevor Noah. When, yeah. King, Joffe, when King Joffe says, this is ZNN, I laughed at that. Yeah, because he was the original voice for sure, CNN. Sure. I laughed at little I mean, things. It was yeah, clever there little, in there, but little oof. tidbits. But but the overall story arc, the way that they're trying to get us to pay attention to mm-hmm. this kid who de- the story's undercooked. I mean, like you said, Joe, this is kind of you know it's flipping the fish out of water thing. But the difference was that first time you had this. Okay, you had a fictionalized African nation that was goofy, right? I mean, like so. You can get away with that. That's all right. Especially when most of the film is about a character from that environment in the U.S. struggling with. So it's like this, you know, somebody with an older, old-fashioned mentality coming into the modern U.S. landscape right. and having to deal with what 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 it's like to go to singles clubs, yeah. what it's like to work at a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, like the, these sorts of things that are hilarious in the first film. When you take the fact that I mean, we're either to believe that the time that he spent abroad, Prince Hakim, had no relevance and so everything's just stayed the same in Zamunda, which isn't really true. They seem to understand. For his character, it makes no sense. And the more time we spend in Zamunda, the less the place makes sense at all. Just the set design of this film pissed me off because, (laughs) well, seriously, I had just watched. Coming to America. Yeah. Rewatched it. I watched it for the first... It It should be noted, I watched Coming to To America for the first time. (laughs) Right. Two days before I watched the sequel. So, you know, those vast spaces that they're... They're in these grand ballrooms, and even his bath is in this huge room. Why did all of a sudden everything shrink in Zamunda so that these rooms are so much tighter and smaller than they were? It's because they filmed in a different location. Apparently, it was Rick Ross's house that most yeah. of it was filmed in. But <laughs> and and the rest was at, you know Tyler Perry Studios, which were there. But it looked like much more claustrophobic and yeah. small. Like just having watched the other one, I'm like, w- did the nation of Zamunda like have a big Going economic a failure yeah. and then have to yeah, like downsize? A weird everything? production decision, I, probably I based understand. on budget. That, that you're right was notable. Now, the thing I did like about the design that a lot of people are talking about, I did take a peek at some reviews. Every, the one thing that seems to be getting universal praise is the costume. I agree with that. People were excited yeah. about that. And it's uh, the Especially Academy Kiki. Award winning uh, designer for Black Panther. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's it's there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, obviously, there are some great sequences where you get to see some awesome outfits, gowns, and there's visual eye candy there for you. But beyond that, I mean, there's there's not much to say in favor of this. Uh, thing. Imagine if they and they didn't have any screen time to add. But imagine mm-hmm. if Simi and uh, Eddie Murphy, what's his name, Hakeem. in the film, Hakeem, 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 yeah. Hakeem, had gone to America, and it took a little while to find the sun, and you could have placed that same couple in the 2020 2021 version of what they did through uh, what they did in Queen. Yeah. Different, different goal, yeah. but but putting them in social situations to see and. Uh, 
That would have been something what, that I would have enjoyed if, watching. What about if Hakeem and Lisa's relationship had not stayed together and they had got they had, had a son together, but then divorced and Lisa stayed in the US with the son and Hakeem and they had, were estranged. They, and, and so they were I need my son, he's gonna take over the kingdom. That might have been an interesting way to go with it. This weird concocted scenario where I've had three daughters, I can't I think they put like it the in there. The oldest daughter didn't know exactly what was going to happen. She was surprised that yeah. she was because they wanted it to be a female yeah. empowerment subplot kind of thing going on, which was so tacked on. Mm-hmm. It just ended up feeling very artificial. Like Mika is not developed at all as a character. Mm-hmm. Kiki Lane is given nothing to work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad to see an act, an actor of her caliber given nothing, and just and and I felt similarly about several of of the performers in the film. It, it was just really, really frustrating to watch stuff where you're like, oh, this could have been at least watchable. pretty good. <laughs> at least watchable. Yeah. I mean, I got through it. I'm not, I, mean, I'm I mean, I did too, but I'm never going back to it. What'd you no. think of the first one? It's great. Okay, you, yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's really then, frustrating when you have something that lays that kind of foundation. And again, this is, you know, we came in talking about sequels and how in film sequels are generally looked down upon mm-hmm. and that you, you got some baggage. And this is the reason why. Yeah. Because when a sequel is just done to kind of, I mean, I hate to say cash in, but it feels that way here. It feels like they knew this was a property they yeah. could get the money for. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they went ahead and did it. And, you know, God love them. I, I'm glad that they got the money and they were able to make the film they wanted to make, but I just feel like they could have made such a better film. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first one had real stakes, and you cared about Akeem, Mm -hmm. and you were invested in what he was doing. And I mean... And Murphy's charisma was... I mean, Joe talked about how that was like essentially like a peak of his career, I think. He had had, you know, 48 Hours and Beverly Beverly Hills Hills Cop. Cop, Like, trading places. These... You know, was his, Raw his time on SNL. I think Raw was before yeah, coming so to America. Too. I think so too. And you, so you're at this point where like he has all of the goodwill that could possibly be there in the audience for him, and he is just a shining beacon of charisma in that first film. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what was so you know again the contrast in watching that first one and how bright and sort of cheerful and Akeem is just like any room that he walks into, he's like instantly like yeah, he's like stoked. Yeah, he likes mopping. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, he's so... And in this film, like I say, there were definitely scenes in there where I felt like Murphy was just out to lunch and just yeah. glazed over, and I don't know they if he was waiting Samuel for them. To, Samuel L. Yeah, right. That would have been funny. Uh, yeah, I... I Also, one of my favorite things is the old Jewish guy in the barbershop mm. that Eddie Murphy inexplicably nails. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Well, inexplicably, he's a great performer when he wants to be. He is, but I don't, to be. But I don't think that he's like... I, I would never consider him like a great impressionist necessarily. Like, does his he has his own characters that right. he like works into his strengths yeah. and stuff. But like passing himself off as the, somebody else believably, I don't. That's think probably is the in, furthest afield from yeah. Him. It, but yeah. It, it does it really well. I I just think that I don't know. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck about Lavelle. And like, I know, and, I know. And, it's and, and the whole like. Oh man, I'm just trying to be me. It's like, come on, because well, th- you that's, pick a more tired fucking trope. Because you're it, shifting the focus of the film from a character who we all loved and a performer who we all loved in that moment, especially to a, someone a character we don't who know. doesn't. Right, exactly. Who's had a career, but it's not 
anywhere near Nobody the level knows of Eddie his Murphy. Name. Nobody sees him and is like, oh yeah, Jermaine Fowler. Yeah. Sick. But 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 also the <laughs> his also mom the, probably feels sure. that way. <laughs> God love her. I mean, she's probably a very nice woman. But also you have to think about like what the movies are about. Like when we're talking about Lavelle. Well, first, okay, so when every character in this movie is doing things that they don't really care to do, just yeah. like Eddie Murphy is in this movie, even though he doesn't really care to be in it. Like, <laughs> Akeem is just doing what he thinks he's supposed to do yeah. by following the rules. Right, right. Lavelle is, like, trying to, like, please his dad because he always wished that he had a dad, whatever. And, you know, and then at that point, the only reason that he is having the like moment that he's having or whatever is just because he just doesn't want to change. And he's just like, oh, this is how I am. This is how I want to be. And that's it. In Coming to America, there is a very compelling story about a man who is trying to follow his heart and like have a real honest relationship with the person he's going to spend the rest of his life with, not just somebody who's been trained to please him. And so there is a sense of virtue in his journey and yeah. like what he's doing in this. There's none of that. No, there's nothing to make any of these people fell like in love with the bar- he fell in love with his barber after two haircuts. I mean, yeah. she, uh, I, I'll give Jermaine Fowler credit. The edge up was clean. The whole, I mean, she clearly gives a great fade. Uh, yeah. And you know, he had like uh, the you know he had the kind of smaller dreadlocks on fleek you know I'm boy, bringing we're, on we're fleek trying, back, by the way we're, we're, we're trying uh, hard on this one. trying to bring it's, something it's it's, it's yeah. not good it's a bad story who gives a fuck and like just leave well, it it's alone just, it, yeah. and they even make a joke in the fucking movie about, about like sequels, why would you yeah. touch something it's, right. it's fine just leave it alone and it's like. I know you're trying to be cheeky here yeah. and like be like, oh, we're making a sequel. Isn't it funny that we're making a sequel? But it's like, yeah. no, you're making the movie that you're criticizing in your own fucking movie. Yeah. It's crazy that nobody ever had the self-awareness to cut that scene out at least. Yeah. It's it's a sad one. And it, it I think the saddest thing is because, you know, as we start, this was like an event film. It was yeah. as close to an event film as we've had in the COVID era, just with all the weird like you know, is this out or is it, when is it going to be, you know, like, oh, delayed release, you know, this one, we all $20. knew it was coming out. Yeah. We, we all jumped on Amazon, all those of us who subscribe and, uh, and we're watching it and, you know, the numbers show that and it's just sad that we did it for this one and, <laughs> and, and we're not going to have the payoff uh, it is, that we yeah. wanted. Yeah. It was not a good movie well, and it, it was barely even fun. Does yeah. the... Funky Blender with Blackberry wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouth. Thank God it does. I like this. It, it, it really does. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's now you got it. You got some different pours coming on there. Well, yeah. You chuckled as I poured out of the last, you know, inch or so of the bottle. Yeah. I, I get all the floaties. Yeah, it's opaque. Well, it's just looks like <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a it's lot like of a smoothie. There's a lot of blackberry matter in there yeah. but i'm the kind of Sometimes beer drinker you gotta pay that extra just for that kind of action a cotton <laughs> um no i enjoy this very much it's as, it's as complex as i wanted it to be and it's that eight percent is very very enjoyable in not the, mad at uh, it in the uh farmhouse yeah, yeah. not mad your at farmhouses it. are typically coming in at four to five can you imagine if we had paired a bad beer with this movie <laughs> i would <laughs> i would end the podcast well especially a bad sequel beer i mean that would have been yeah. absolutely uh yeah de- de- devastating yeah now this did exactly what i wanted it to do to the original it added a flavor that complements the original truly yeah and coming to america did not funky blender success because the blackberry yeah. isn't like it's not punching you in the face it's not no. like this is so sweet it's it's, it's not a jammy it's blue, not. uh blackberry it's more of a it's preserve. a subtle yeah 
Um, you know, and I did actually while we were while you guys were talking right there, I remembered it was the the uh, Jester King Nocturne Chrysalis uh, is is their blackberry beer, and uh-huh. I have had that. It was a few years ago, right? But it was quite good. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, it, it's it's nice um, when you have this kind of farmhouse beer, and they do a nice job with the fruit edition, which I think Funky Blender Casey, you've done it. You and you, you have some other variants, I think, us. in the fridge. I do. They probably won't make it to the show. Uh, one is going to be a, a Wax Wednesday beer. Nice. So if you, I don't know when it's going to when I'm going to do it again. But <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Hybrid Records TX once a month. Subscribe. I do, I do a live DJ set. There you go. Um, so I'll be drinking one of those while I DJ the next time, uh, which will be in like a week or two, hopefully. Nice. Um, and then I'll probably just drink at some point. I don't know. I, yeah. I, we got one. Oh, we got one in. That's, That's good. That's good. That's right. That's um, right. So, I don't know. Anyway. Well, let's hope we can have a more uh, enthusiastic second half. We'll see. I mean, we have another film. Joe, when we were planning this episode, said, can we think of something else that would have, like, kind of an immigrant theme to it? (laughs) And boy, howdy, did we find a film with an immigrant theme right under our noses. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll hit on that when we get back. Sorry. Oh, I tickled there. Uh, yes, we are. And we, we need to get some beer in our glasses post-haste. Uh, I'm ready. So I'm, I'm going to get this going right now. This is our first beer from Symbol Brewing. They are a Texas brewery. Actually, I'm as I'm reading the can, an offshoot of Three Nations, or it's brewed by Three Nations. Uh, interesting. So I'm guessing maybe they're contract brewing this for yeah. these people who are Symbol. Um this is their beer that they call Imperial Diesel Stout. It is described as a white chocolate raspberry cheesecake with graham cracker beer. So a pastry stout. Uh, it is 11% alcohol. And I'm not going to read that little description, but the, I do love their can art. They, they really do go with the symbol thing. It's just these kind of, uh, I don't know, geometric shapes uh, that, that sort of make up the symbol. Uh, I've only had a couple of their beers in the past. Haven't been wowed, but I'm excited about this one. There was peaches and cream gosa. Yes. I like that. That was pretty good. You're right. White chocolate raspberry cheesecake with graham crackers. There you go. All right. There's a lot of words, and I like most of them. Why not? So pouring real dark. You guys get a sniff. Did you, uh, are you smelling any graham cracker, any raspberry? No. (laughs) No? (laughs) It smells like Ooh, a good stout, smelly. though. It's more like coffee on the mm-hmm. nose. Yeah, it's a real roasty hmm. scent. That's interesting. I expected to at least pick up something kind of sweet, but no, it's, it actually smells more like a coffee stout. But I'm excited to sip it nonetheless, and, and we will get there. Um, as we talk about this film that we have chosen to pair with Coming to America... Uh, as I said right before the break, we were thinking, oh, what other films with kind of like immigrant stories could we do? And there was a film sitting right in our laps that we had been talking about that, oh, we should probably watch this one, the film Minari. I'd been tracking it for a yeah. while because it was appearing on a lot of lists months ago, uh-huh. but I couldn't find much information out about it. Yep. And then all of a sudden it felt like 
it burst on the scene in marketing leading up to the Golden Globe nomination. And then it won just a couple of weeks ago that Golden Globe uh, for Best Foreign Film. Mm -hmm. I will remind you that Parasite did the exact same thing. Right. And I said something a little weird last week when I went back and listened to it. I didn't know much about this movie outside of watching the trailer. And in the trailer, you know, it spells out that it's about um, some uh, Korean mixed here because they didn't immigrate to this place they no, had been they originally a, immigrated to california right they had so, spent years in california right yeah working as chicken sexers which right. is you look at the organ you look at the anatomy of baby chicks to determine if they're male or female right and so you can get rid of those dirty turns males. out that he's a damn good one so yes. i guess he made a little bit of coin and decided to move his family to arkansas rural arkansas to buy a tract of land in order to begin farming Korean produce because he sees this 30,000... He, he says in the film, and it takes place in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says there are 30,000 30, Koreans mm-hmm. coming to America every, every day. Ye- I thought it was every year. Every year? Okay. Yeah. And they're going to want to eat some of the food that, that they are, are, right. will miss if they come to a place that doesn't have it. Um there were marital problems prior to them getting there. The husband and wife fight a lot. They have two young kids. One of them has a heart defect that we learn early on in the film. A precocious little boy who just won the Critics oh, Critics Association Award tonight yeah. for the film. And Apparently a very cute yeah. acceptance speech. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but he breaks just, down a little bit, cries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I saw the headline. I just didn't right. get to I haven't, watch I haven't this. Um, and then they... Uh, they had a church background, so they attempt to get into the kind of Southern Protestant church scene. They have a helper, or he hires a helper who is also a, a Pentecostal, almost mm-hmm. oh, like he's a nut job. Christian is speaking in tongues, praying all the time. I uh, love him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he, then, he's great. Will Patton. Yeah. And then they uh, bring in her mother to help because you know they needed they say a korean granny to watch the kids while they go to work and so you see a lot of kind of uh family difference there between the grandkids that are used to the american archetype of a grandmother and what she's like and uh she plants minari a chinese celery or chinese plant korean yeah thank you yep uh a special place in a special creek that's right and there you go minari yeah yeah. This film is making me more so, I think, than anything we've watched so far, miss the theater. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, it's a very lyrical film. And I think it, you know, a lot of it is because I have scheduling issues. Um, mostly just that, like, usually... I stay pretty busy and um, sometimes, you know, if it's eight o'clock and uh, or eight thirty, I don't want to start a movie. And so I'll put put something off or whatever. Sure. But I, I, I was thinking about it after I watched it and I, you know, I remember in the glory days, no, not the glory days, <laughs> in uh, the former days of this podcast, <laughs> really, really having to figure out when I could make it to a theater to I see know, somebody. Right? And so, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm almost, I, I, I would even sacrifice, you know, going to because I, I'm not a, I don't stay up late. I've never right, been, I've never right. done an all nighter in my owl, life. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, I've never stayed up all night in my life. Uh, I would be like, I'd suck it up and go to a 10 30 showing, you yeah. know, 
the reason that I bring this up is because when that happens, when you go to the theater and watch a movie, that is what you're doing. Sure. That's it. Focus. And I, I, I had quite a few distractions watching yeah. this movie, um, which I think took a little bit of the took enjoyment of the out of it. it. Yeah. But I, I liked it. Okay. I loved it. I mean, I think you guys probably knew that coming into this. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I don't even have to give reviews anymore. You guys could tell the listeners what what I thought. Well, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you shock me, like with Leslie Jones. Okay. Well, there. Yeah, good. I was glad I could surprise you on that. What one. did he liked her? <laughs> she didn't shock you at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see it. I, I, I well, think I think having an eternal optimist when it comes to the movies, yeah, uh, amongst the three of us is a very good ingredient. Well, it's valuable. Th- thank you. And it's not even just eternal optimist, but also this is uh, so, you find value in things that uh, all of the time. I think that's one of the things that is uh, commendable about. Well, you. thank you. I, I I guess where I was going more so than just being because I yes I I do sit in the seat of the eternal optimist on this show. But I also, I think, sit on the seat of the champion for slow and subtle storytelling Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily feel like it has to solve all the problems that it puts out, Mm -hmm. you know, through... This film does not. It doesn't. It's, It's a film that... It sort of gives you this moment in time with this family. Like you say, Joe, you're not seeing their story of arriving in America. You're not seeing the story of them acclimating and, uh, um, you know, sort of becoming part of the culture in that way. Instead, you're seeing this moment in their journey where they happen to make this. It's a big move, right? Coming from the West Mm -hmm. Coast to the rural South. A move that maybe he didn't explain to her that well. Apparently not. because (laughs) I I feel like it's more that maybe there's just some kind of patriarchal family constructs in i that's what i took it as in korean culture especially at the time where it's like the man runs the household yeah and or like the man makes the decisions handles makes the money handles mm. that kind of thing and the woman rears the children and yeah. you know whatever and I didn't so get, and know, so I, it seemed more like a you don't really get a say in this. Yeah. Like, I make the decisions. Strangely, I didn't get that feeling as much just because she seemed totally willing to express her dismay from the get-go. Oh, they fight a and lot. And they fight. That, and she but that's what made me think that, though. Well, is because if but she's... he doesn't seem like he's so taken aback by her. I mean, like, he, he obviously has a difference of opinion, and yeah. they talk about it, but it's not like, you have no say in this woman. I didn't well, get that vibe. So it, it was... Actually, what you're saying is exactly what made me think that okay. is because the fact that she's willing to express her opinion and uh-huh. that she doesn't like it and the fact that it still happened anyway made me feel like, sure, like you cannot be in favor of this, but it's I make the decisions and we are doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was yeah, kind of well, how it, what made me think that that because if you're, you know, we're all in long term committed relationships here. Sure. If Kylie said something to me about a decision that I was trying to make that affected us, mm-hmm. and she was like, I hate this idea. Yeah. There is absolutely no chance that I'm yeah. going to be like, well, fuck you, we're doing it anyway. You know? I, I understand. And nor, nor nor would I. And I, I don't know. It's tough because, like you say, you're kind of dropped into this. You don't see the buildup. You don't see them in San Francisco talking about, hey, we're going to take this 
great journey. We're going to buy this tract of land. We're going to doesn't do, have running water. You ju- you just see them show up there, right? I mean, the the film begins the with them the in the car on their way to this new place. And we don't get flashbacks to what it was like when they were so. But from what I did glean, given their conversations, and that's and that's something I love about this film is that it does not hit me over the head or hit any of us over the head with the sort of exhibition, the laying out of the plot. It really kind of lets you pick it up from little things that get said here and there. And from what I could glean based on the arguments and discussions they were having was that part of the move was because she could not be employed as a chicken sexer in California because she was too slow. And that moving to Arkansas meant that she would be on par with that, you know, level of work. Such so interesting that that's a distinction. I I know, but it was, I mean, they, they talk about it at some length that there, there's this. And so, you know, I, I feel like there was a little bit of a, I don't want to say bait and switch, but I think it was an opportunistic move on the husband's part, right? Where he says, Hey, look, we could move to Arkansas. Then you could be employed. We'd have two incomes. We could set up a a better place to live. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to start a farm. You know what I mean? Like, the, I think that the farm thing... Because it went from... A, it started as a garden. Garden, yeah. yes. That's where I'm going to grow my garden. Wait, but you have 40 acres. That's more than a garden. And so, the, you know, as it unfolds, you realize, that no, he has much grander vision in mind, though I don't think he had shared that with her. So I think I think okay. there's the disconnect. And then, you know, a lot of the film is like, well, what what is the conflict that comes of that, both internally and then externally, them having to adapt to this new situation? And of course, bringing in the grandmother as well. Um, I, I mean, I loved the performances in this film. I think top to bottom, I mean, you, you already pointed out, I think even the sort of characters that are just there for a little bit of color, like the Will Patton character um, who, who shows up fairly early in the film and then continues throughout uh, Paul is the character's name, I guess, mm-hmm. where he's helping Aptly named yeah, helping once him he in the finds field. out that he's from Korea. He shares a story about his service in Korea right. and that's some kind of instant connection, right? It just turns just so turns out that he's a speaking in tongues kind of zealot. Loon. Yeah. Uh, he carries a cross. He does. Uh, he doesn't go to church on Sundays. No. He carries a cross. A, a heavy large wooden cross, cross yeah. like in the heat of one the south. That he could be nailed yeah. to. That's yeah. how big it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and he's just got the great wild-eyed look. And I mean, if you've seen him, he, he's kind of a chameleon-like actor because if yeah. you've seen him in other roles, he's one of those you've seen him in other he's things. Fucking guy. But in this, the first time the he shows up with the glasses and everything, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize oh, okay. him. I, I really thought he was. It took, it, it took it, me a second. It took me yeah. like later in the film, you see him without the glasses. And I'm like, wait, I've seen this guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, gone in sixty seconds. Fantastic. I think the kid who we've already talked about, Alan Kim, who plays David, the the son, um, tremendous job, and and it's and it's a tough, I think, character to nail, and it, tougher than a lot of kids' roles. Sure, let's put it that way, yeah. because he he goes through a lot of different kinds of uh, moments of of uh, sort of self discovery, but also you know like understanding how his family works. It, but to me, it. You know the whole Yi family is great, but but the the one who steals the show is is Sunja, the grandma, the grandma, mm-hmm. right? Who when she arrives, it's like every time she's on screen until she has a stroke. Um, spoiler, sorry. Um, is just like you know it's going to be funny because whatever she says, however she you know like she gets hooked on Mountain Dew early on, mm-hmm. that's really hilarious. Funny. She wrestling. loves professional wrestling. Yeah. We get to see it's her, also really yeah, funny. shouting at the screen. She loves playing cards, and she has the filthiest mouth when she's playing it. Yeah, and she's it, calling the kids bastards. <laughs> 
I mean, it was just She's beautiful really good. and and punctuating a film that had a tendency towards these kind of longer lyrical passages where you're just looking at images of the field and the countryside or the creek and you know the natural surroundings to see those moments burst off where burst out where she's just kind of you know the comic relief of the film Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like a cheap comic relief i loved it i mean i thought she was just perfectly cast and perfectly written she's not cartoony no she's she's the best part of the film that her character, the language, the you know the the conflict that she brings to the house, and the exposure of other conflicts that her arriving, kind of you know, mm-hmm. this film is bad. Oh, and that's in, in crazy. F- and in five years, you'll have to say, what was Minari about? I know that was the one I was supposed to like. Uh, they, they came on strong, <laughs> like the station agents uh, were supposed to have that in some kind of high esteem. I like the station agent. Yeah. <laughs> I could still reference Minari, that film. the English patient, <laughs> and get well that I never go. liked. But I'm and not. given everything about Minari that should completely speak to me, and you guys know uh-huh. all that I'm talking about from the agricultural kind of you know text to the idea of small Southern Protestant. I mean, you know, yeah. I told Asa when we were watching it. Oh, they're they're passing tithes. Look at the. I know they're going to show the wooden bowls with the felt and the and boom, there they yeah. are. I mean, you know, that's that was really well done as far as showing. But what's the point of them going to church outside of showing those Koreans sure look different than white people? Because there is no, hmm. there is no closure or 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 anything. And, and Paul, I don't think it, there is in the film in general. And Paul, the one that is uh, the, the helper the that's, that's, hand, that's the, over yeah. the top zealot, you know. Yeah. We observe him and I and I have met people just like this and there uh-huh. was a guy at my college that carried a cross every Whoa. day everywhere he went. But I went to a kind of a weird college. Was it filled with beer or what? No, no, no. Okay. This was him doing okay. exactly what Paul's doing in the film. This is real behavior that exists. No, I, yeah. I know. 100%. I, just, I wouldn't yeah. expect one on a college uh, campus And, and it is captured well, yeah. and the acting doesn't give it like a, isn't this stupid vibe. It's just this showing no, a man. No, he's a noble character. Yeah, showing I mean, a man it, that's acting in the way that he's he very, acts. He's very genuine. Yeah. But there's no point or closure or reason. There is no real big comparison between the two cultures that we walk away from and mm-hmm. say they learn something from one another or they... It's not really about that, Well, there you What go. is it about? What is this movie about? It's about, like I said, it's about a moment in time for this family that's a huge point of transition for them mm-hmm. um, that we're seeing the, the pains of going through that transition. We're seeing the discomfort. And the discomfort isn't somebody burns a cross on your lawn and says, get sure. out of here, you yellow people. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, get right. that. And I love it. that the, To me, yeah. the racism that, on that display... That would have been too easy. Yeah, the racism on display is like the more subtle, more insidious kind. I didn't see any racism in this movie. Your face, your face is flat. Is flat. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Two children talking yeah, about their no, differences I, in a way joke. that's not filtered by parents? That's not racism. I, in my opinion, I, I get what you're saying but because it, the, the the next second he's like, "Hey, you want to come over?" Because kids don't see that shit until they're told and programmed to see it. It's part of a system. So where, fuck both of you. No, I'm kidding. It's no, part uh, of a system where we didn't you've see come racism to accept, toward the Koreans in the to, town. Is you've what come I meant. to accept that there is a monoculture mm-hmm. that defines your world, and that anything outside of it is an aberration. That mm. is a form of racism. And I'm not saying that the kid is n- evil or <sighs> it's, racist. It's not. It's not I'm malevolent saying, racism. And that's though. what I love. That's what I love. 
because you know what the I think the majority I'll seed what you the said majority, the majority of immigrants I don't think at least you know day one when they show up in a place get people showing up and like trying to burn them out of the town or run them out of the town what they get is that subtle like oh that's what you oh what's that you cooked or you know like that yeah. that kind of thing like where, where's that accent from that doesn't fit what we do here oh, and yeah. now I'm not and there's nothing wrong and the kid comes right back i mean it's a sweet scene sure, because sure, sure, sure. your face is flat oh hey you want to sleep over tonight why yeah. is your face <laughs> you know? flat i don't know you want to come over it's yeah. not it's great yeah. no yeah. It, but but that but that that type of you know there's uh, uh, there's varying degrees of racism and not all of it is evil and malevolent that is just you know if that situation played out differently or you know, if events occur, if the things in the kid's life went differently, I mean, that's something of like, oh, I'm the outside, I'm an outsider here. I don't yeah. fit in here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, that ba- just based on how I look, that's right. the type of racism that's well, like, and there's it's race- not, no one's, no one thinks you're wrong or right. bad for being the way that you are, but you are different and we are going to acknowledge it. And then that can, that kind of stuff can be internalized in a negative way yeah and And, but there's even racism within the david character right and the way he reacts to the grandmother a lot of it is to do with she is a korean she's foreign you know older woman who is she's not a real grandma she's not a real she doesn't bake cookies she doesn't do the things those are very american american grandmas do which is what david has grown up with he's watched american television he is been around American children in his, you know, few mm-hmm. years on Earth. No, I, so, I, I got it. I yeah. Just, to me, a film that doesn't want to tie up any loose ends, yeah, I'm with you, David. You call yourself a champion of that. I'm certainly <laughs> a mild advocate for it. Now, if it's you feel done, like there's if too it's much done left. well, this just film doesn't lack the gravitas to have pulled off anything notable. Hmm. Nothing notable. Some beautiful scenery, yeah. some beautiful visual imagery yeah. the minari at the end uh, she she wanted to go plant it the, the boy clutching at his chest when he's running alone but nothing really happens oh and he's getting better and it's just there's nothing there's no there's not much to this movie yeah i don't know nothing. i i'm I sad it, you feel that way I'm, i i'm shocked quite frankly i think that i think the things that you're talking about if it had gone the other direction, would have been like, all right, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it would have been less. I don't memor- want a pretty bow. That's not what I'm asking. I for. think it would have been less memorable if, when he ran and started clutching his chest, he had, that, had a that he had to be rushed to the hospital. That would be very to, yeah. pretty. Or or that when they're down there and it's like we they warned you about snakes. Yeah. If then a, the grandma got bit by a snake and I had mean, to I get think, rushed you know, to the hospital, I don't want. I'm not looking for anything on the nose like that, guys. I think there is something beautiful here about like. You know, it's it's not the health emergency that you're aware of. It's the health emergency you had no idea was coming. She has a stroke in the middle of the night and urinates in the bed. And it's there's there's this interesting. After I mean, making fun of him. After making fun of him for having a broken ding dong. Uh, <laughs> Hearing her say ding very dong. funny line. <laughs> so funny. Um, very but, funny line. You know, like, but to me, like, there is something of a, like, at least a poetic kind of development that goes on with the way that she and the in the youngs. Uh, grandson sort of switch positions where she first arrives she's the healthy robust grandmother who is there to help out mm-hmm. and instead she takes on and he's the child who they're all scared of, scared about having right. problems he's gonna die at any moment and then by the end of the film 
he's the one who's actually the healthy, robust young guy, and the grandmother's the one who they're all worried about and who almost costs them the entire, you know... Enterprise. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of... There is a lot of poetic development that Mm -hmm. goes on. It's just not the kind of, like, conflict A gets resolved by, you know, effort B. And that you don't get that in this film. But you do, I think, if you look at the big picture, you actually see this is how life unfolds. There are these things that we expect are going to be big problems, and then maybe they don't work out to be a big problem. And then there's something that we think is going just fine, and oh, wait, that's the big problem. And then, you know, like, I think there's a game going on there that I really, I think that... I wanted uh, to like this movie so much. Lee Isaac Chung. Yeah. I am, this is my first film I've seen him yeah, and he's too. made a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this establishes him as a voice. I, I think you're totally dead wrong when you say five years from now, I won't know what this film is. I think five years from now, I'm going to think, wow, Minari was great. And, and Lee Isaac Chung has made since. two other films since I hope then you're that right. are fantastic. I hope you're right. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I was, these, none of this is fighting words. This no, is, this no, is not no, even a movie but I, worth but fighting I do, about. I want, to, I want to mount a defense because I want yeah. listeners who have interest in that kind of storytelling to know that there is something here. It isn't garbage. It's no, it's it's not bad. I think that's cr- a crazy statement. It's, uh, it's bad. I think you were underwhelmed by it. I don't think it's bad. Uh, and you know. David is the one that likes this kind of thing the most here. I'm not like necessarily against it, but my go-to, I you know, when I'm like, okay, I want to watch a movie tonight, but what do I want to watch? I'm never, I never think, hmm, I want something that's really subtle in its storytelling and that isn't necessarily uh, driven by a clear linear (laughs) conflict. I want just a snapshot into a moment. You know, I don't like. That's not what I. You want the rock? I don't. Yeah, (laughs) I want Hobbs and Shaw. but uh, but I th- I mean I think that the I think that the strength of this movie is in you know telling a story that is not quite that often told in more mainstream American cinema because if we are going to get a story about an immigrant family or something it's going to be that cross burning on the lawn like more like black and white we don't want your kind here right. and like Ma- can, mangrove not not in america but i mean well, literally but that's, a, that's a, about systemic injustice more yeah, than right. it is about like fish out of water because yeah. those people were not fish out of water they well, that's that was their they crafted the anyway i, I yeah, won't, won't yeah. get too bogged down in that but yeah um but the kind of films were like you know a family moves to a part to a different country and people don't accept them and the people that don't accept them are inherently bad, evil, malevolent people. Yeah. Like that is not what this is. It's not what this is. No, no, no. no. And, and like we, like I get that story. I've Mm -hmm. seen that. I don't, you know, this is a, like, I mean, this is actually a fairly positive, uh, vision of the south it is right no i mean it, 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 the it south is. looks beautiful i mean and the arkansas the people looks... in it are much more accepting oh, yeah. than what we are even like the dirtbag father who you think is maybe going to say something nasty at i mean the he does. breakfast table he kind of does but it's he not... tells his son to lie to his mom that he was home all night when he was out having an affair well no there's Yes, personally, but not racially. No, I mean, no, no, there's no. nothing. I know, in but there. I'm just yeah. saying he does no, say I, something I, yes. terrible. Yeah, no, he does. You're right. <laughs> but no, it's but I, the strength of this film is that it's telling a, 
a version of a story that we have seen before, but a version of it that we don't see very often, a more realistic, a more like, yeah. optimistic portrayal of it. And the sh- again, the strength really lies with very well-developed characters and very good performances yeah. and incredible very good performances. Those argue. things make what seems to be a kind of meandering plot really work because you're not necessarily interested in are they going to be able to get to the mountaintop or are they going right. to be able to overcome well, I, I mean, X, Y, and Z obstacles? They're not going to be able to because he's, he's a horrible farmer. He's not a bad farmer, I don't think. Why is he a horrible farmer? Financially, that farm that he's putting together is headed for despair. Through well, every look, hint and clue. That's yeah, not no, important could, to the narrative. I mean, I think it does help. So well, I, I was curious what y'all think happens next. I think it has they more... They couldn't afford to lose the asset. I think it has fire. more of a clear stake to it than we're giving it credit for because it's pretty clear he needs to sell some crops. It gets to a point towards the end of the film where he has crops to sell. He makes a deal with a guy. He is supposed to sell it. All of them burn up. Sad, right? I mean, so yeah. it's it's more that it has a defeated kind of conclusion mm-hmm. than it does that, but, oh, he's made the sale and he's going to do it, but then the family has kind of been destroyed in the process. Instead, the crop gets destroyed, but the family seems to come together a little bit stronger by the end of it. I I, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I, We're we not going to resolve it. Uh, just have to agree. To I will say tonight. it helps to know that this is autobiographical, and his dad has stayed a farmer ever since. So, like, nice. it worked out. Yeah, and I mean, you may think it's bad farming, but it worked out well enough that he's been able to make a thirty-year career out of it. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's different from the movie, but okay. But he based it on his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, I really want to hear. You're like, what? What is? What? Joe's convinced the farm fails. Yeah, I know the the story presented in the thing is probably not exactly his father's story. Is the only point that I was making. So, what is the dead? This thing fails. I. What are we missing? That like this thing? We should oh, just see well, obviously that this farm failed. I think he didn't have a product to sell any longer. We know he probably didn't have insurance. He's okay. going to have to go take okay. more loan outs right. to get going. Again. Okay. Okay. That's Even what he has saying. a fantastic helper. I, I Well, no, but the, but his main source of income isn't from the farm. No, if his, his main, main source of income is going to be the Minari Carlos. If, and if, now all of our <laughs> no, problems maybe. are solved. They, they're going to be chicken, chicken sexing, but I yeah. mean, it's a joke. Yeah. They're, they're all main, right. All right. If, if they're main, if okay, like, we've disagreed on this one. I knew I was going to go. I think I knew it was going to be me right now than I felt in a long time. I literally had a, conversation i know that david loved it i don't know where carlos is so i don't know if i'm going in one-on-one or two-on-one that's what it is i skip minari watched coming to america again i I mean i'm I'm out of here. I'm going to fucking leave. No, you're not. There's going to be guests that show up, and then we don't know what to do without you. We really got bogged down in the (laughs) economics of farming. I didn't Uh, intend to. Business model. And I think it's good. All right. Um, All right. right. It's okay if we disagree. It's okay if we disagree. This I is, think this, this is how, how you okay, David. I, actually, I'm, I'm really glad that we're getting to experience this, this moment. You're not that upset. You're not that upset. I am. I am actually. The, I don't like I'm a gonna, movie. I'm, I need to just think, put it in a okay. shelf somewhere and just say, okay, fine. David we is, disagree. David is experiencing my Bo Burnham feelings. How you feel oh, right maybe, now? Is, yeah, I did not feel that angered by that whole thing. That's no. You're you're right, and Joe's, you felt more that. It's difficult okay. to be right all the time. Joe's distaste for the rom com portion of Promising Young Woman. <laughs> Ugh. You're the way you're feeling right now. Yeah, that's how I that's felt. How you in that felt. Okay. So All welcome, right. welcome to well, the side. Thank you. All of, right. 
Don't kick me out. I'm just no. I'm here to give my. David opinion. just rarely uh. gets worked up, so I'm glad that he can finally now. <laughs> well, I just it, feel when, like this when, is when, this when is such is, a small, beautiful film, and yeah. and here's Joe. Yeah, <laughs> smash, smash! I'm my, like, my, why? My, my why? Larger... Of all films to say, this is a bad film. It's not why? good. My it... larger point is that when it happens to me again, you now okay, can draw right. from a place of experience. And like, oh, I get what he's Ugh. going through right now. You're painting a picture that I'm like the guy that comes in to shit on y'all shit, and I'm not. I just this is just my opinion today. No, I am. Yeah. Soon, David and I will be against you. You're and not you and I will be You're not just trying him. to make no. arguments for no reason. No. I wanted I, to like this movie. I watched the trailer and I knew that we were in for a gem. It had just won the Golden Globe. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I, I feel watch that this is a hype machine-based film. That the marketing of this film, a la Weinstein, Miramax, back in when he was at the top of his marketing powers. Sadly, he was at the top of other powers that, you know. Not as good. Yeah. That this that's a- what has people talking about Minari more than the... I would. I wish that I could have had the time or the inclination to watch some more of these notable foreign nominated films that are coming out. That's I always fair. enjoy watching them and catching up to them. We haven't seen any of well, the others. Well, no. the, the sad thing is is that this really isn't a foreign film. I mean, no. I know, it's a foreign they, language Much film. of it is spoken is, is in Korean. The majority, I, 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 I Why was it in that category? I'm, because now I'm, because most foreign, of it is spoken in Korean. But, but, so, the, so but the, the, ca- no, no, because the, the category is Globes, foreign language In the category film. is 50% language or film. more of the dialogue is in a foreign language. But the category is called foreign language. Yes, it's called foreign language film. This is not a foreign is not a foreignly produced film that right. came to America. This right. this is an American. It's film. an American right. production. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he's in a Lee Isaac Chung, born in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, not foreign at all. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I I I don't even know any. I don't even remember any of the other nominees. Um, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I think we're going to talk either. about the beer, and then we got sidetracked again. Yeah, yeah. David, sure. you going to be okay? I love you. <laughs> I, 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 Joe. Normally, I would say the same, but I, I need to take a little breather okay. here. We'll, we'll hey, maybe get back there. Okay, Imperial Diesel Stout from Symbol Brewing, right here in Texas. White chocolate raspberry cheesecake with graham crackers. Let's find some common ground now. Now, uh, David, I think I think this you, is a bad beer. <laughs> oh wait, are you serious? It's a bad beer. I can't tell if you're doing a bit. It's a bad beer. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad. Uh, that's not what I did. It kind of is what you did. <laughs> no, it isn't. Uh, it doesn't. Well, no, it doesn't go anywhere. I don't understand what it's trying to do. I didn't and say it I didn't, didn't understand what it's trying me, to do. I and said I, it didn't do anything I say, I snap my fingers. I say, entertain me, beer. And it doesn't do that. <laughs> we have done and this just, podcast together. 130-ish episodes. <laughs> you know that I don't come in here willy-nilly and shit on much I, just to shit on it. I'm telling you. This film is not going to stand the test of okay, time. Okay, but we're talking about the beer. I, oh, I thought we, we were ha- too until David started had, doing an impression no, of me. No, I said the you beer was fuel, bad, not the movie you can't was bad. Fuel the pettiness. I enjoyed this beer very, very much. <laughs> what I was going to say before David went on this tirade, which I'm, I feel bad that David is upset, but I'm I also so much enjoying somebody else <laughs> ranting other than me. Nobody else ever goes on these tirades except for oh. me, and so I'm glad that it's not. I'm I'm glad that it's happening to somebody else. Uh, at least once, but I, we, me, David and I, when we s- sniffed this beer, yeah. got a heavy roastiness from yeah. it, right? Yeah. Almost a coffee kind of smell. Not in the taste though. No. Like at no, you're all. Right. Yeah. It's you're right. very interesting how 
distinctly different the smell and the taste of this beer is. Yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I don't know if... I, but I don't know if it's bad I mean, either. I, to me, I guess it, it does come down to what the flavor is. I mean, I like I like a good nose on a beer, and that can help, right? It can, it can certainly... I think there are a lot of, especially in the IPA realm, where you have those hop uh, combinations that can produce very sort of juicy aromatic smell even if like the flavor isn't super juicy like sometimes that's that's okay i mean i like that but this is kind of the opposite where the nose seems to be more straightforward kind of coffee stout but then when you actually get into it it is very it isn't a bad beer i'm sorry i was being a jerk (laughs) yes this is a really good beer i'm I'm trying to get some merch from symbol brewing david come on man i'm definitely i'm getting the raspberry i'm getting the the white chocolate i even think i get the graham cracker in a little bit but there's a, a i feel like there's a subtle difference between the examples you gave in this beer because and some of the examples you gave, we're talking about a an, an IPA with uh, a really juicy nose and then a slightly less juicy flavor profile. Both juicy, though. Yeah. But this is roasty coffee on the nose yeah. and sweet. It's those are two. It's they're, pretty they're two sweet. totally different flavors. It's not. It's not like. An exaggerated sweetness on the palate and a light sweetness no, but on the I nose. Get, or vice I get versa. some coffee in the flavor. It's not that it's totally absent. Yeah, I, 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 the 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 two sensations are very uh, very. Take, take another sip divided. and just and just think coffee for well, a second. I'm just dude. saying, like try no, no, it. No, try no, for sure. it. Agree with him, Carlos. He's gonna <laughs> flip the fuck out. But all all that being said, I'm more just I'm more just asking questions rather than having answers to them. Kind of. What is so great about Minari is that it asks questions <laughs> that it doesn't have to answer. Uh, but it is a good beer. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm merely just. It is a good po- beer. It lacks the, the balance of being an excellent beer. There's a lot of shit they're throwing at you in this. Uh, on the, the names on the can: white chocolate, raspberry, cheesecake. Where are they trying to get cheesecake from? La- There's no lactose in this. Where are they? Where, what no, is that? I think it's more the um, mouthfeel okay. yeah. along because, with because the it, white chocolate yeah. flavor. It does kinda. remind me of. I do get some. I okay. do get a, a, a. Granted, if you gave this to me blind and said use words to describe this, maybe I wouldn't use cheesecake. But now yeah. that I know that's what they're going for, mm-hmm. and when I'm tasting it, and I was like, no, I love cheesecake. I eat it whenever I get a chance, and I've had a, a similar thing to what this is going for, mm-hmm. and it does very much remind me of that. Uh, and graham cracker to finish off their list. Maybe you're getting all of those if you think about it individually, but there's not a balance here that I think makes this exceptional. Like, oh my God, they did exactly. I mean, it's it's delivering that product. Hmm. Dessert in a can. I think it's pretty yeah, close. It and God damn it, David, if I didn't just taste coffee. It warmed up a degree. I, I, under- I did. But I, I, when you first yeah. said it, I understood. Exa- and then I tried it again. That's what got me to think, oh, yeah, actually, I am getting it. Because you're right. That's not. The sweetness hits you up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, definitely the berry, the raspberry quality comes right on. And it there's a chocolatiness there. Mm-hmm. But. Yes, once you kind of dig a little bit or you kind of let it sit, you can. the coffee's there, too. We have had a symbol brewing strawberry Hefeweizen right. off mic right. that both of us weren't, I don't think, bowled over by. Mm. And if this had not been as good as this is, I would have been like, symbol? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm ready to keep looking into symbol as a brewery and right. finding out a little bit more about what they're up to and drinking some of their newer stuff. This, is, this, sure. is, this is nice. Yes. 
I would be agreed. I would be too, but it's just so hard to get. <laughs> you do agree, David? We can find I agree on that ground. one. Okay, I agree. You don't on have to agree one. on everything. Uh, it no. already sucks, and that's okay that we don't exactly agree. It doesn't <laughs> suck. It doesn't suck. I told you there was a lot there that I enjoyed. Just wait for the Patreon because you're gonna you're about to get a very gurney esque <laughs> tirade from me. We'll I want to talk about we'll Alamo Draft House filing for bankruptcy. Okay, mm. uh, we can do that, and mm. I have a thing I would like to talk about as well. Um, if 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 what little we just said has you foaming at the mouth for more content, you're dying to yeah, know what we said. You're on the edge of, of our seat. Uh, you know, you can check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Movie Podcast. Uh, there is an after hours bonus episode that happens there every single week. We talk about all sorts of things, not just movies, but we do drink beer. It's what happens in the after hours as well. Um, but if you want to, uh, keep up with the movies that we're watching, what we're watching next, all that kind of stuff. And just in general, tell us, argue with us. We know you were yelling at your radio or your phone or into your headphones the entire time you were listening to this episode. (laughs) You can certainly tell us how you feel. Uh, find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and Movie, TX, Beer and Movie Podcast.com. There's the link to listen to all the past episodes, which, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you figured out how to do that already. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, subscribing really helps us in where we land in the algorithm, whatever fucking tech bullshit uh, is going on there. And, um, you know, we know you're going to leave us a five star rating, but please leave a written review. Tell us what you don't, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. And if you leave a written review, I might just review your review on the podcast. Something that I've become known for, mm-hmm. I guess. Reviewing kind of reviewers. reviewing reviewers. That's every right. time I mention, every time I say the word review on this podcast. Joe tightens up a little bit. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "We're going there." Wait, waiting um, for it. Yeah, uh, but. This has been another fantastic, wrong? yet oddly divided <laughs> <laughs> episode of Beer in a Movie. More David's divided than I scared me. Because <laughs> we don't. David is the <laughs> David is the poster child of calm, David's the rudder, mellow, <laughs> yeah. even keeled, uh-huh. uh, yeah. hard to hard to ruffle his feathers. No. I, it's very hard to ruffle. David's Easily feathers. ruffled today so, uh, for some reason. Until next time. With the passing of a great king, the world changed forever. When he died, no one ever smiled again. Vacations were canceled. Holidays ignored. People didn't even have sex anymore. (laughs) 